We really need new phones. T-Mobile will cover the cost of four amazing new iPhone 15s, and each line is only $25 a month. New iPhone 15s? It's better over here. Only at T-Mobile get four iPhone 15s on us and four lines for $25 per line per month with eligible trade-in when you switch. Minimum of four lines for $25 per line per month with auto pay discount using debit or bank account. $5 more per line without auto pay, plus taxes and fees. Phone fee 24 monthly bill credits for all well qualified customers. Contact us before canceling account to continue bill credits or credit stop and balance on required finance agreement due. $35 per line connection charge applies. See T-Mobile.com. It's 2018, which is an election year, and we all know that involves politics. And I, I, it's like politics, politics, politics. Ugh. But one thing that uh, we need to pay attention to is veterans getting into politics that you should support, you know, if they align with your political values, obviously. But joining me right now is a man who is trying, doing his best to get veterans involved in uh into politics with his group veterans campaign i'm joined by seth lynn seth how you doing today good morning doing great all right so let's start off a little bit by talking about you about your service tell us when did you get in what did you do what are you doing right now give me all that good stuff yeah i uh see i i uh was a marine uh, active duty for six years still in the reserves um amphibious assault vehicle guy uh pretty um not not so well-known mos but uh, I was in for six years. Um, I served in Iraq a couple times, Okinawa once. And uh, just what I saw when I was there was that just there were these fantastic people I was serving with that I thought would make uh, terrific leaders. But, of course, you know, being in the military, uh, it's for a lot of really good reasons. We just keep us out of politics. It's right. really important to do that. But the idea being, hey, you know, once we got out, a lot of these folks that I had served with I thought would make outstanding leaders. How do they get involved, right? So I was um, stationed in Tampa, Florida for a while, and my old CO would talk about how back in the day there had been a lot more veterans in Congress. And I thought, you know, he told a lot of stories about back in the day. You know, he's that kind of guy I've been in for 26 years. <laughs> yeah. And so I initially thought that was just another one of these stories, but I, I did some research on it and saw that there had been this very sharp decline from, um, you know, 75% of Congress had served the military toward the end of the Vietnam War. And then by this time, it would gone down to uh, one in three, and by the time I got out of the Marine Corps, it was down to one in four. It's actually uh, just le- just a little bit less than one in five in Congress have served the military. Now it's been this huge decline. A part of that, obviously, is because the um, end of the draft, the all volunteer force. But there were some other reasons too. It was even even sharper than you'd think, just given those those factors. Right. So I um, got out of the uh, active duty in 2008 and went to grad school, and I got. Um, sort of dragged along by some of my friends to a uh, women's candidate uh, training program called Ready to Run at Rutgers University. It's a great program. And um, I was one of only two guys there. There was me and one of the candidate's bodyguards, which is kind of cool. But, uh, <laughs> you know, I looked at this, this, you know, this great workshop they had and said, this is a fantastic idea. We should um, take the same idea and apply it to veterans. So I just, with some of my classmates there, I didn't know much about politics at the time, but, you know, there are plenty of folks who did. They worked on campaigns, they run campaigns, and so they helped put together a workshop uh, in 2009 that we just we called Veterans Campaigns Workshop, and got a whole bunch of folks there uh, who were interested in, in just learning the basics. And what we found was that, you know, we, we're completely bipartisan. You know, we, we you know help you Republicans, Democrats, Green Partiers, Tea Partiers, uh, doesn't matter. The idea is basically just that, you know. The people who have been willing to go and, and serve their country and risk their lives 
and work together while doing so with people from all over the country are the same type of people that we'd like to have in office. Now, it's not always going to work out great. Um, you're not always going to align with their political values, like you were saying. But, you know, by and large, I think it, it's a um, an untapped resource of really, really good potential elected leaders. And uh, we found is that a lot of the instructors, you know, from both sides said, hey, I agree with that. Even though I might, might be a Democrat, I, you know, I'd rather have the Republicans who do get elected having come from that that same background. So that's, that's sort of how it, it all got started. All right, awesome. Now, I'm looking at your website. and Well, first, I have a question. Uh, yeah. I'm wondering, have you yourself ever considered getting into politics? Yeah, I um, I initially was very interested in it. And I'll, I'll be honest, this is one of those things we sort of say, uh, you know, do as I say, not as I do. <laughs> uh, I, I'll i be honest, I don't think I would be that, that great at it, you know, um, as I learn more and more what it's about. And I'll, I'll tell you, you know, a lot of folks come through our program and realize, you know, it's not quite what I uh, expected it to be, not what I saw on West Wing. You know, there's a lot more um, uh, work that, you know, goes on behind the scenes that you don't quite see. I'm not sure I, I, I could do that very well. Um, but uh, I, I think, you know, maybe one day I'll run for, you know, town council or, uh, you know, county selectman. That's about as far as I'd, I'd probably go. Um, it's one of those things like where I, I look at, um, at, at, you know, the folks who who do go and, and, you know, are the men in the arena, the women in the arena who go in and put their hat in. Uh, and I'm just, I'm, you know, always just floored by how incredible they are and just what are God, I, I don't think I could do this myself. So that's how I feel about it. Oh, awesome. I can never be a politician, man. I got number one, I got too many skeletons in my closet, but number two, I used to be a drill sergeant. So I have zero time for stupidity. So I know there'd be some, <laughs> some reporter that would like ask me a stupid question. I knife hand him, tell him to shut up. So I, that, I couldn't do it. That, I'm not sure that's still disqualifying. It might have been a few years ago, but uh, <laughs> you'd be surprised what people can get away with these days. All right. Now, looking at your website, is you're, you advertise as the only nonpartisan, non-ideological organization whose mission is to encourage, mentor, and prepare veterans for a second service in civic leadership. Now, yeah. here is a broad question, but I feel it needs to be asked. Why veterans? Why do we need more veterans in politics? Yeah, there, I mean, there are a ton of reasons. Uh, I think one of the biggest right now is that if you look at the decline uh, in the number of veterans in Congress over the last 40 years, you see almost a parallel decline in the um, country's confidence in Congress, how much they trust it, how much they you know, are confident that, that it'll do the right thing. And I don't think that's because, you know, I'm under no illusions that there are a bunch of folks out there uh, across the country just clamoring for more veterans in Congress. But I do think that some of the things that uh, people feel that are missing in our elected leaders right now, that being you know selflessness, in integrity, uh, willingness to put the country before themselves, are all things that that you know military service prepares you for, and and, and it, the, the veterans community brings in spades. So I think that's a big part of it. That's number one. Um, Number two, I, you know, I, I sort of touched on integrity there. Uh, you know, there is a um, a foundation of of integrity and sort of you know, there's there's that you know, it's not always going to be the case. Not every veteran politician, especially once you get into mix, is going to you know be you know live up to that that same standard. But I think that there's a default for that that you don't have in a lot of other communities. Um, you know, there there's actually been some some studies done um, that look at you know what how do how do veterans vote differently when they're in office or how do they actively fit in the cabinet and so so forth? And the biggest thing they found is that 
when deciding whether to get involved in a conflict, you know, and this is this is it goes between you know parties, they'll be sort of slower to get uh, to commit the country to get involved in a conflict. Um, you know, ask a lot more questions, you know, uh, and so forth. But they'll also be um, slower to end it. You know, they'll, they'll want to ask a lot more questions before sort of precipitously taking us out of a conflict. And I would argue that, you know, however you feel about what we've done in Iraq and Afghanistan and some other countries we've gone to, that I, I think most of us can agree that we probably, you know, wouldn't have, wouldn't have hurt us to take a little bit longer to think through it getting in. And frankly, think a little bit more through it coming out. Right. Um, and so I, that's something that they that that folks definitely bring. And I think you know even more than that, I mean, perhaps the most important thing is right now we have a situation where the country is so polarized, um, and this city and you know D.C. is is so polarized. It's, it's almost become tribal, and there are almost there are almost uh, or there are very few things that really can transcend that partisan divide. And one of the things that still does is shared military service. What's really cool about when, when folks come to our workshops is you, you, you get these, uh, these um, friendships built and people, you know, meet each other and hang out. And, and it doesn't matter what side of the aisle they're on. And, and there's so few places you can go and see that still. Um, you know, you, you serve in the military. It's not like, you know, some of the, some colleges you go to where it's definitely one side or the other or, you know, whatever, whatever affiliations you're with. You really do get a cross section of all over the you know the entire country, both sides, and yet we've been able to for the last you know decades put those issues aside, um, and you know focus on the more important idea of defending our country, and that is what we need the most uh, in, in in our elected leaders, and it's I think what's most glaringly absent right now is that ability to put those partisan blinders aside and do what's best you're right the military historically tries to stay as apolitical as possible yeah. and i i knew people who in the military would do the mission do it faithfully whatever they were told and when they got out they were very vocal against the mission yeah because they, they were but they were willing to put that aside because this is what needs to be done so they do it and only a few notable exceptions have really gone all overboard while in service, and those people yeah. are usually looked down upon. That, that's really a, a big part of it is that you're not you're not supposed to do that. That uh, you know it's it, it really is. I, I can't stress enough at how important it is uh, to make sure the military stays apolitical. There are a right. ton of really good reasons for that. Um, it's just you know it, it does create this bit of a disadvantage. You know, for a lot of folks. I mean, look, if you're a um, you know recently returned veteran thing about running for state legislature, for example, you know, you're going to be running against somebody who's probably been involved in several campaigns already. You know, it's probably, you know, been, been, you know, fundraising for the, the previous incumbent, you know, that, that sort of thing. So you just don't know about the, um, uh, the, that, that world as well as folks who haven't been in the military. And that's sort of what the, you know, the, the gap we're trying to bridge. Okay. Well, speaking of that, uh, tell me, uh, I'm not sure how to word this exactly. How does your organization help? Like, what do you yeah. do for the service member or the veteran that says, hey, I want to get into politics? What do you do for them? Yeah, so, I mean, the, the most important thing we do, uh, you know, we've done since the beginning, is, as I mentioned before, is these workshops we'll do. We have a weekend long, it's almost like a, a candidate boot camp, and it just gives folks a, um, you know, an overview of, hey, here, here's a little taste of what it actually is. And it, it's not, you know, you're not going to come out of it 
saying I'm I'm right now prepared to just kick off my campaign this instant. But what it will do is, you know, know you know, give you an idea of where to start. You know, how to how to sort of get on that road. And also, you know, give you a little bit more of an idea of whether you actually want to do this and whether you want to, you know, there, there are sacrifices that need to be made and, you know, you should go into it with your eyes open. Um, that's the first is the, is the workshops. We also have a, a a field manual we put out to all the workshop participants that's sort of, you know, about 200 pages or so. And just it really breaks down how a campaign works, how to set yourself up for one, um, how to prepare yourself. Um, uh, we also do a little bit of uh, research and analysis. Right now we're in the in the throes of trying to, Look at all the uh, competitive races for this upcoming election, and you know what's who the veterans are and how competitive they are, just to kind of keep track of those, so people can sort of watch them and sort of see, okay, here's how this is working out. And, you know, take some lessons learned and so forth. Um, but the the most recent, um, well, as I say, we also we also have you know some basic mentorship. So if somebody can't make it to the workshop, they'll often just give us a call and say, hey, I'm thinking about running, and you know we're always happy to take you know a little bit of time and just sort of you know, give you a bit of a sanity check on, on what you're thinking. If people are kind of telling you this or that, or, you know, maybe the, the party wants you to get involved, but you're not really sure it's a winnable seat. You know, are they really going to actually support me when it comes down to it? Um, so we'll do that for anybody, you know, uh, you know, and look, even if, even if you're not a, a veteran or, you know, just, just you're interested in it, we're happy to help. We give this resource to anybody. Um, but um, the, the newest thing we've got, and that's, that's we're, we're starting right now is we just recently partnered with university of San Francisco to create an online master's program. And what we did basically with this is said, you know, we got folks um, you know, who come to us uh, looking to run and who've gone on since then and, and become elected officials and, you know, folks we just talked to who've worked with us and we said, hey, you know, what do you wish you'd known before you got involved? You know, and guys who ran and, and lost and, you know, hey, what do you think would have helped if you'd known? And sort of took all those ideas uh, and and turned those into sort of learning objectives and said, all right, let's start with that and create a master's program. And it's going to be online um, for the most part with some, you know, a few weekend seminars. But the idea being, you know, let's learn how to do all the, the blocking and tackling. Um, you know, while you're in your district, you know, let's say you, you've gone uh, in the military and you're back you know, home in, in Kentucky and you're, you know, you, you're getting, you know, sort of sitting down some roots, but you can spend your time online learning the basics of this while you're getting the networking done, while you're getting involved in your community. Um, uh, the idea being, hey, in a couple of years, maybe you put your hat in the ring and, and go ahead and run. So that's, the, you know, that's called a, a, it's the Masters of Arts in, in Public Leadership and it's through the University of San Francisco. Uh, obviously, you don't have to go to, you know, live in San Francisco to do it. It's online, <laughs> but um, it's a, we're very excited about that. We're really, um, really excited to be working with that university, um, and it's going to be a really cool program. It starts this fall. All right, awesome. Now, I'm um, looking at your website again. I'm sort of looking around. I saw you have a woman veterans program. Can you tell me about that? Yeah. Um, so, uh, you know, just women veterans um, in politics is, I guess I would say, you know, one of the the I said the, ne the next big thing in in uh, politics right now. Um, I, I said the next big thing, but it's already sort of happening. Right. So a few years ago, actually, I, I wrote an article saying, "Hey, this will be the next big thing." And this is when there was one woman um, veteran in Congress. There had been three in history, right? And after that, we had two more get elected: Tammy uh, Duckworth and, and Tulsi Gabbard. Then we had uh, Martha McSally and Joni Ernst. So. For a while, it was sort of exponentially growing, but we've seen this um, this huge increase in the number of women veterans getting involved, and I think there are a number of reasons behind this. Uh, one is that historically, women have been underrepresented in 
um, politics and in the military. And so if you put that together, you know, it's sort of like, you know, a small fraction of a small fraction getting into politics from the military, uh, you know, who are, who are women. Um, but now that that's happened, I mean, if you think about the um, uh, just what's happened with women in the last few decades, you know, breaking glass ceilings and most of the uh, industries and the sectors where this has been happening, there's some sort of, you know, financial reward at the end. Um, you know, in the military, if you put up with what you know, a lot of women have had to put up with in the military, you know, it hasn't been the most welcoming environment. Let's be frank. Uh, you know, if you're willing to put up with that and your reward for that is to continue serving your country and by the way, potentially put yourself in danger. If you're willing to put up with that in order to serve your country and put yourself in danger, I mean, think of the selflessness that indicates, and those are exactly the types of people that we need more of in, uh, in public office. I think that's a big reason why you're seeing that so much. Uh, and if you look at the number of sort of younger women, um, uh, who are, you know, in, uh, who, who have been elected into Congress and, you know, how many of them served in the military, you know, military service is, is, you know, overrepresented there. I mean, it's, it's like so many of the young women have, you know, it's, it's not that many young women in Congress anyway, but if you look at, you know, just, just the four of them, that that's a, uh, that, that, that's a, that's a, a very large proportion of the total number of women in, in Congress. So that's, a, that's a big reason why. Okay. Now, um, your, the second service distinguished speaker series, I'm looking here and I'm seeing a lot of big names like Senator Joni Ernst, mm -hmm. Congressman Lee Zeldin, uh, Tammy Duckworth, uh, Patrick Murphy, all these different, uh, big names. How, well, first, first of all, tell me uh, what this speaker series is like. Like, like, how often do you do it? Is it a regular thing or what? Yeah, so, the speaker series, I'll tell you, we, we've that's been on hiatus for a little while as we've gotten this master's program put together. We hope okay. to put it on um, starting the next few months uh, in in the D.C. area. But what basically it is is we had we'd have these you know these workshops and we'd usually have a keynote speaker coming you know on Saturday night, give a talk, and we have a reception afterwards. And we sort of said, hey, this is a lot of fun. The speakers really enjoy it, you know, stay around and talk. And people got a chance to sort of hobnob with, with someone who's actually made that transition, been very successful about uh, with it. And that's, you know, that, that's, that's been a great thing. So let's do that you know, on a regular basis. So we've, we've, um, we've just been really focused on getting this, this program stood up. But I will tell you that in the next few months we'll have it, uh, have it back and going. And it's a, it's a great opportunity just to kind of, you know, if you are in the D.C. area, um, you know, and sometimes people just come when they're when they're visiting the area and so forth, and, and just you know who, who are you know been involved with us for years, but from some other state, uh, and just you know meet some people. Uh, it's you know great networking, and it's also just a really really fun uh, way to sort of hear firsthand what it's like to make the transition. I'll tell you, the people who've come and spoken um, at that workshop are, are very very candid about what their experiences have been. Um, and you know, the, the ups and the downs. And I'll tell you, you mentioned, you mentioned Patrick Murphy. I should also mention, uh, you know, fantastic guy, first Iraq veteran elected to Congress. And, uh, he's actually going to be one of the, um, adjunct professors teaching in the master's program really? starting in, in the fall. He'll be co-teaching and I don't want to announce this, this publicly yet, but, uh, co-teaching it with a, a colleague who's a Republican member, who's also a veteran, um, you know, will be co-teaching. So if you think about that, how often do you have, a bipartisan, you know, right. uh, you know yeah, two of them in the same room right, together right. and talk about, and, and I think that it's really important that, you know, I think what's, what's often lost in these conversations is, you know, uh, just 
people from the different sides don't always understand each other. You know, and it, it, you know, I'll tell you, I, you may have the same the same situation. A lot of vets have this situation where they look at their social media and you just know people on both sides. You know, part of it's because you know, the military. Part of it for me is just because I work with people from both sides. But you know, I, I sometimes just see people on just just almost talking across each other and not listening at all and being able to understand the other side and just just, just basically even if you disagree with it, understanding what their their position is is so important. It's something that veterans can do, I think, a lot more um, more readily than other folks. You know, it's having those those you know uh, those relationships with people from from you know all over the country, and so I think that's going to be a, a he'll be teaching a class about just basically you know pol- public policy challenges in the 21st century. So that'll be a really exciting class. All right, I want to know how do you attract all these guests because I'm seeing big names: Tammy Duckworth, uh, Donald Rumsfeld. How do you? I mean, do they do it just because I want to help veterans, or like, is there like what attracts these large name speakers to y'all? And, and we're, I mean, yes, that that is really is I think because they are, um, they, they do agree with our mission, which is to get more veterans involved. You know, it's it's what's really cool about it. You know, I remember when when um when Tammy Duckworth came and spoke a couple years ago. We were asking, you know, what's what's a you know, we want some, you know, what's a good, you know, feel good bipartisan story? Uh, what's a good, you know, feel good bipartisan story of you know how you've connected with other vets on the on the hill? And she talked about, you know, hey, you know, you might not expect it, but but um, Congressman Issa, you know, other side, you know, definitely not someone you, you think of as as you know someone who's working with a lot of Democrats, but you know, his bonded over being helicopter pilots. Uh, he was really into getting women. Um, more involved in the service. He saw it as a civil rights issue. So that's where we could sort of come together. Um, and, and she told us at the end, she said, you know, Hey, I'm happy to, to help any of these folks who, you know, and, and regardless of the party, she said, you know, I just, I, I want to help more vets get involved in this. And that really is, I think what, what it comes down to is uh, a lot of these folks just, you know, like the, um, uh, the mission that we have, which is, is not partisan, which is sort of, you know, still about veterans um, rather than, you know, any particular political party. And so they support that. Okay. Uh, we're running short on time, but really quick, I want to ask you about the candidate's field manual. Give me a brief explanation of what that is. Yeah, it's basically just a, a um, looks almost like the counterinsurgency manual. We, we realized that after <laughs> we uh, had, had designed it, I was like, oh, this, I see where I probably got this idea. Basically, it just it's just a, uh, you know, a short book that, that it's almost like a, a, it's a guidebook for candidates who want to run for office. And we don't, uh, we, we don't, this point sell it online but we do give it to everybody who comes to our program so uh it's you know it's a great uh, it's a great resource it just basically breaks down for you how to run for office but also puts it um you know it's written from the standpoint of how a veteran candidate would do it so it talks a little bit about you know some of the issues you know there, there are certain pitfalls that uh veteran candidates seem to fall into over and over and over again um some of them just you know uh, you know, legal issues, you know, having, having uniform on in pictures, what, what, you know, that, that's, that's often a, a comes an issue. Or if you're a reservist, what happens when you're in drill and so on and so forth. But there are also a bunch of advantages that uh, being a veteran candidate confers. And we just talked about those as, as well. So that's a, you know, it's a, it's a, I'd say it's a, you know, one of the better books about how to run for office, if I do say so myself. Um, and uh, yeah, if you, interested in, in uh, taking a look at it you know just come along to one of our workshops and you can you can find us at uh, veteranscampaign.org all right yeah that was my next question going to be where can people go if they want to learn more about this program veterans.org yeah. or veteranscampaign.org veteranscampaign.org you know and if you forget that just you know google veterans and politics will usually come up pretty uh, pretty high on there but um you know yeah veteranscampaign.org and you can you can the link to our um uh, the master's program at university of san francisco which is a much longer url that i we no one will remember 
But uh, <laughs> it, you know, I, I I will say in any case, you know, any if you, if you're just interested in this, you think maybe one day you want to do it. You, know, you don't want to wait until you know a few months before you decide to run. You, you there are a lot of things you can do in the meantime. So if you're even thinking, hey, I want to get out in ten years, um, you know, and then maybe I'll think about running. Just just come, you know, because I'll, I'll be honest, you you may you may change your mind you may think you really want to do run but you, you'll you'll be prepared once you decide you actually want to run in the future okay so. seth seth lynn thanks so much t-mobile has invested billions to light up america's largest 5g network from big cities to small towns including right here in yours and great coverage is just the beginning right now families and small businesses can save up to 20 percent versus at&t and verizon when they switch visit your local t-mobile store today Plan savings with three lines of T-Mobile Essentials versus comparable available plans. Plan features and taxes and fees may vary.